This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And we're back at Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Ken. Hello. Hola. Hello, everyone. We're back. Is this our second podcast of the year? Uh, yes. Technically, yes. Our second our f- day, second episode of this year, but we haven't recorded only one. We've recorded only once, once. in 2021. Numero uno. This is our first one back, guys. Yeah. I'm going to say it's our first one back. Woo. How's the new year treating us so far? So good? I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> I found that out this morning. <laughs> well, why? What did you think it was? I don't know. I just kept thinking the days were different days <laughs> yeah. than the others. I don't know. I don't know why. I just, that's how good of a start well, that we're today at. is it's, Friday. It's somewhere between the 4th and the 9th. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't hit the 10th yet. I know I can that. just yeah. narrow it down from there. Um. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is not good and off to a good start. Okay. Well, I hope everyone else is good yeah. other than me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think so far the year is, is okay. We do have a few updates on the Save Our Screens grants, the SOS grants. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, there's some booking strategies for the next few months that I wanted to just kind of talk about. And there's just a few upcoming release changes. Nothing too big yet but we are going to touch upon a few potential changes and we'll go over some news so let's kick it off with the release changes we do know about wrath of man from united artists was completely removed from the release schedule not surprising they had not reached out to us and we had gotten no marketing information no print counts no nothing from them so um, and we, we were a couple weeks out. I mean, we're, we're we needed, seven days out. Well, now we're seven yeah. days well, but, out. But between 12 and five days yeah. out. <laughs> Depending upon where Kyle is in his schedule. Yeah, no kidding. I don't, again, I'll just take a word for it. I have no clue. And no then, idea. And then we found out the United States versus Billy Holiday was removed from the release schedule in February because Paramount, I think, sold it to Hulu streaming. So ah. I think that's a stream only. Way to film. go, Paramount. Keep supporting those theaters <laughs> yeah. that built that marquee in that studio and paid all of your employees for the last century. <laughs> and Poor Paramount. They ha- they've sold all their product. Everything. They, yeah. Just all, about. All know. they have is Quiet Place and Maverick and... Rumble. Rumble. They do have Rumble. They haven't sold <laughs> <Yeah>. it yet. <laughs> they haven't sold it yet. Holding out hope. Um, so the this does not bode well for the way the release schedule is going. Um, we all knew that January was very weak, that besides the marksman, there's really nothing in January, but we were kind of okay with that because we knew that Christmas titles would carry us through for a couple weeks. Then we get a little shot of, um, marksman. And then we were hoping starting that first week in February that we would get Cinderella and just start building. But so there's some talks that Sony may move Cinderella and Morbius now, I don't know um, what their plan is. I would not be surprised if they move Cinderella because we are less or about 30 days out from that and there's no trailer, there's no marketing materials, there's no print count plans, there's just, there's nothing. And so this is, you know, the time where you got to really decide because um, people need time to market it and to know what it is. So if they do move Cinderella... And more and Morbius, which is in March. I would hope that the best case scenario would be that they move Cinderella into the Morbius slot and keep 
March looking really strong. It would be, it would come out after Raya and the last dragon. So it would, hopefully that would burn off a little before Cinderella came out. And then that we would have two family titles to kick us off in March. Um, cause they do need to build, um, a slate before they open up anything big like bond. So, if we see some movement in the next week, which I think we will, um, I think United Artists is going to decide on Bond. And they're going to look at what the month before Bond, which comes out in April, what they're going to look at March and say, what do we got? And if they move Morbius out and they don't replace it with Cinderella, I don't think that's looking very good for March. And, then, and that's not going to bode well to keep uh, No Time to Die in April. So how many groundhog days like this have we had in the last 10 months? I know. <laughs> I know it's purely all speculation at this point, but so many times at this point, I'm hoping I'm willing in any changes into existence. Like if Sony's going to move Cinderella, I really hope that they keep it within the first quarter of this year and get it in that March Morbius slot. Cause I can see them. Morbius is a big film for them and I can see them wanting to move Morbius to, a better, more lucrative corridor when New York and LA are probably open. Cause I just, I just don't see them putting bond or Morbius if New York and LA are not open and they're so bad right now. I mean, we're COVID cases are almost worse now than they were before. And so, um, I just don't see them just miraculously opening up in the next month. So we've got some real huge challenges there. Luckily, you know, we'll hopefully have this Save Our Screens grants, these these SOS grants to get us through this time. And that will be a huge lifeline for the industry. But man, the release schedule is not building like we were really hoping we would be looking at this time. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really hoping that this doesn't mean that Cinderella and Morbius are going to be pushed all the way into 2022 because... I mean, we right. probably should be hoping that Cinderella gets put in the Morbius time and then Morbius probably gets pushed back later in 2021. Mm-hmm. But judging by how the release calendar looks for 2021, it can be pretty packed, especially if things go smoothly um, and putting things back to normal, which is a good right. thing. But if they decide to put everything to 2022 right away and then, you know, oh. things keep worsening, that's just not that that's just going to be a really bad look. That's just not going to be helpful for theaters in the slightest. No. No, it's going to be it's going to be just a replay of last year and it just is going to further the streaming agenda and we don't, we just don't want that. We want we want theaters to be able to open. We need them to have product to show because it doesn't help if they can be open if there's no product. Mm-hmm. So it's just this catch 22 that it's, you know, we they're not releasing product cuz theaters aren't open and theaters can't get open if there's no product to play. So Yeah, there's a huge it seems like there's a misunderstanding between the two. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't understand that they have to get the theaters open. Like mm-hmm. the film companies have to advocate for the theaters. Like the theaters right. have advocated for the film well, companies and sold their product. And we're just at this point in this pandemic where some businesses have been closed for nearly a year. It will be a year in March. If, if we don't get product and some of these places don't open, they will have been shut down for a full year. And I don't know any business they can just take a year off and survive. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's so unheard of. And, and at, at what point do we say we got to get open or mm-hmm. this is all going away? And, and how can they justify that? You I, know, I wonder how, at what point too will studios realize that 
and try to convince i don't know the government or something to possibly be able to try and get these theaters open a lot sooner than what they've already been experiencing with all the protocols in place there's yeah. no reason not to at least allow them a right. chance again it's been a year not one case has been traced back to a movie theater not mm-hmm. one infection not one case has been traced back to a movie theater in a full year so at a certain point if your cases are rising and you've locked everything down and you're still locked down it's not it's obviously lockdowns are not working so we need to re- rethink a strategy here but um so yeah there again we're just doing the sauna dance with the release schedule just speculating on what's gonna stick and trying to strategize for if it gets blown out now unlike last year you know we came up with repertory product and and events and we had some product to play and this year i just don't know about the strength of the repertory i mean we can fall back on that but minimum guarantees are going to be a huge you know play a huge part in that and make it be a huge deciding factor like it might be better for that screen to be dark than it is to play a hundred dollar a two hundred dollar minimum on it and we haven't seen any of these repertory titles perform like the new stuff not even close not even no No, not even close it was kind of working out fine when we were in this new kind of model where we were we had restricted seat counts and we had all these protocols and we were just barely open and it made sense to have some repertory in there it was getting us through (laughs) and it was getting us through to the time where we were figuring out this new this new model and how to operate with restrictions but now we're through that audiences are through that they've been stuck at home this whole time and if they haven't watched it in the theater, they have been watching it on streaming. So the repertory is, is, um, I don't think performing as well. I don't think there's a lot of value to it. And you might just have to really consider, look, you know, if some of these things move, you may shut down again, or you may shut down screens or limit screen counts or have dark screens. And those are all conversations that this time, you know, and last year we were trying to completely avoid that, but now it might be a real possibility to save expenses. Yeah. And dark screen doesn't mean that screen's shut down and locked up. Right. It means you're running private events and, yes. you know, distance birthday parties. It, it and just you're doing, means... You're doing everything you can to utilize that space. Right. It doesn't go You're just unused. not committing yourself to a minimum guarantee on a booking. Mm-hmm. If they apply in your state, you're not committing yourself to that. You're leaving that screen flexible for any private event that can come your way, a private rental. A private rental, and mm-hmm. then there's always the opportunity to add shows if you are If we do lucky, get something. If you're lucky enough yeah. to be on a big, a big run with Marksman to add an extra 7 o'clock show and right. really put it out there next week. But without having to commit that screen to that. Yeah. And so I think that's how we kind of look at these is you have your core screens with the, with the core content and we might swap out a film now and then you may swap out news of the world for the marksman next week. Um, and then the week, and then two, not the week after that, there's nothing. And then the week after that, you might have, um, the little, all the little things with Denzel Washington that might swap out a monster hunter screen. And you might still be playing Wonder Woman and 
you may limit because of this. You might lim- go back to show times of just 7 p.m. once a night or just weekends. And I mean, this is the time where we have to really look at operations and utilize butts and seats at the most optimum times. Yeah, definitely. And we've got the new butts and seat scores coming up on the we website. Do. <laughs> a one through 10 butts and seat score. You have 10 seats. How many butts are going in it? That's yeah. what we're telling you. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get into the launch of our website in a bit. I'm super excited about that. And we're going to definitely talk more about our SSI score. But let's just say that our SSI score values a film more on it did it get audiences to your theater rather than the quality of the film. So Yeah, we're going to talk about butts later. More butts. <laughs> <laughs> so... So for booking strategies, yeah, I'm looking at the next, you know, the rest of the month and just kind of, you know, not not trying to overextend the screens, not trying to overburden clients with minimums. I'm just really going to take it slow. I'm going to look at it week at week and we're going to have tough conversations coming up about having screens open or and what your hours of operation are going to be and you know, can you be open enough to cover expenses uh, given that these might be the films we have? And there are plenty of like art and documentary films and, and horror films oh, yeah. from independent the- studios that you can cultivate an audience from if you can promote right. it. But the but the thing is you have to promote it and mm-hmm. that is marketing dollars you may not have right now yeah. either. And that's a, that's a huge issue and a big component that nobody talks about yeah there are plenty of films i could book so many independent products we've had even competitors to ssi put films on their release schedules like they're legitimate movies but i've never heard of them and i'm in the industry you think audiences heard of these things they don't even know movie theaters are open yeah and so you are up against that that is your mountain to climb and if you don't have marketing dollars to spend to educate your audience on them you need things like well-known actors that's where the repertory came in or you need new content the new stuff is that will bring people in and if we don't have that you know just putting having a film on screen is not enough and I'd like to be more optimistic about the independent films, but the reality is they cost a lot of money to market. You have to educate the audience about them. You, it's way more trying to entice them to come to you. The film's not going to do that. So I don't know if those are really viable options, but they're there. And, and Silver Screen Insider will always put those in the, on, in the movie database and, and try to get you as much information as you can. Cause if you, if, it seems like it is something that would work for your theater. We are, we, we want to get you all that we can on it. It's just that, um, as, as I'm looking at the booking strategies, I'm not going to rely on that stuff. I, it just is too much right now. And, and having gone through so long without product and finally getting a little boost with the Christmas stuff, I don't know if we waste those precious dollars marketing on obscure unknown movies yeah well speaking of boost we you've got some new information on the save our screens grants we do awesome we do so um yes we talked about this 
at Christmas and on our last podcast, the Save Our Screens initiative was passed by Congress. It is taking... Um, oh, Kyle, you missed the air horn. Come on. Oh, no. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, yeah. that's over. <laughs> I'm sorry, We're going to get a soundboard so I can just hit a button. So I don't. Beep, ha- beep, so I can, don't have to be uh, awake and you yeah. don't, you don't be in the know. You don't, you're not allowed to be in charge of any exuberance today. She's got one eye open over there. <laughs> it's been a long week, people. So um, save our screens. I will refer to them as the SOS grants from uh, here on out. The um, grants, the portal is not set up. They will be done through the Small Business Administration. You will go online and apply through there, but it's not set up yet. But what you do need to have um, to be prepared for that when they do get that portal up and running is that you do need a separate government ID number to be able to apply for a federal grant. And this is a number that is different than your EIN number. So this is not your tax EIN number. This is a completely separate number. You need to apply for it. Um, We will have some links on Silver Screen Insider to help you um, navigate where to apply for this government ID number. Uh, one of the things that we didn't realize you needed to have, which is good good to know now, is you need a Duns and Bradstreet number. So that's a number. Uh, uh, Uzi Wutsi? Yeah. yeah, given to Brooks every, and Dunn, the it's, country duo. Yeah, the Those country icons. duo ranks all businesses <laughs> in the country. No, a Duns and Bradstreet number, and we'll have links to, for you to go get that. It's a it's a number that is applied to all um, all companies in in the U.S. I'm really not super sure what it does, but I know that Silver Screen Insider has a Duns and Bradstreet number. So. <laughs> and it's required for this grant. And it's required for to get the government ID to apply for this grant. Yes. I'm, so. I'm pretty sure everyone else is just like us where we're like, we don't know what these numbers are, but for some reason they want them. And it's going to yeah. be a, a very big hassle, but it is going to be a hassle that I think we're will all, be worth it for a lot of uh, theaters out oh, there. Oh, so worth it. We're yeah. all going to go through this together. In fact, I'm going to go through the process and try to write up a how-to as I navigate the process as well is so that like, I can help everybody It's going to be like one of those it. Christmas recipes that Midwest people write where it's like, open a bottle of wine, pour in the cream of something soup, yeah. take a drink. <laughs> Maybe. Get the cranberry sauce out, take another drink. Maybe. <laughs> turkey the stuff it will definitely not have pour into a glass it'll be like drink right from the bottle <laughs> i didn't realize midwest cooking was just a big drinking game well why do you think they make casseroles they just throws a bunch of stuff together and puts it in the oven yeah the drinks aren't even for the casseroles it's nope. just for you yeah it's, throw it all together now have a bottle of wine super, you're done super easy cooking so you can have that bottle of wine Shout out to the drinkers in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> I married one. Yeah. <laughs> a good old Midwest boy. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. I'm, I'm still here, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle's here. Still here. Still here. So. Um, Stay on track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, NATO was saying that they were hoping that that portal and that application process will be available by the end of the month, but... It's government. The Capitol building just got infiltrated. I don't think that they're going to have that portal up by the end of the month. <laughs> so I think even if everything ran smoothly, you'd be lucky to get it there. Yeah, the yeah true. Month. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> this is the federal government here. It's, nothing's going to happen quickly. No, no. But whenever it does happen, we'll 
try and be as helpful about the process yeah. as possible. Yes. So um, I'm going to get into this process in depth really next week. Mm-hmm. And I will update everybody on next week's podcast and hopefully have more how to's uh, write ups about what I went through on it. Uh, yeah. We'll record so, that separately so Kyle and I can take a nap. <laughs> yeah. You just... didn't take a mini nap during the Brooks and Dunn uh, spiel that she had? I love me some Brooks and Dunn. Who doesn't? Come on. <laughs> What's one Brooks and Dunn song? Red Dirt Road? Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. I could not have told you that. That's, I could not have that's the big one. one that I know, so I just <laughs> threw it out there. I mean, I've heard of Brooks and Dunn, but I couldn't name a song. But you know that they're great. They're I... great. Yeah. Can't name a song, sure. but they're great. <laughs> sure. So good. Shout out to the Brooks and Dunn fans out there, I guess. I'm yeah. sure they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So save our screens. We'll keep you updated on that. But I I think that is imperative. And in I think I feel that the once we get the SOS grants going, that they'll probably be, be a better choice than more PPP money. And so if you choose to do the second round of PPP, you're going to not be eligible for these SOS grants. So I think everybody should try to do the SOS grants because I I think it's a lot more, covers a lot more expenses and you would get a lot more money for the grant than if you do a second round of PPP. Yeah. And it's guaranteed. Yeah. This is a grant. Free free money. This is not a loan. It's a grant. PPP money okay, and now it's still alone. Free money? <laughs> free money. <laughs> I mean, technically it's it's our money, but it's free. Yeah. <laughs> They're giving it back to us for free. Isn't that nice, guys? <laughs> All of our money back to us. No, I think they're giving our children's money to us for free. <laughs> Maybe your children. Yeah. I mean, you know. You're, you're, Speak for yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, this, uh, whenever it does get done, this, this will all be good thing. Yeah. Uh, all good things. They'll happen. So, um, what's going on in news guys? What? Anything, anything special? Uh, well, <laughs> anything, anything at all? Anything, anything out got, there? Yeah. I mean, anything, uh, for people who might care last week, um, Warner Bros and DC films were saying that they want to, uh, Starting in 2022, they want to move forward with releasing four superhero movies in theaters while having two uh, of their movies go on HBO Max. And, like, the four movies would just be, like, you know, the big titles that everyone's familiar with and the sequels that probably follow with them. While the HBO Max would just be more unknown properties and more smaller scale stories as compared to, like, big blockbuster type stuff. So, um, hopefully that means that they're going to stick with their word about... You know, not doing day and date after 2021, but you never know how things are going to pan out. So take it with a grain of salt, but that's right. the initial plan right now. Well, and that's how we had seen, if you take COVID out of the equation, this is how I had seen um, the product being split up in the future. That you would have your th- dedicated theatrical movies, which would be just a few and franchise films only. And then everything else would kind of go to a streaming situation. And I think we'll really see that a lot more with Disney. They may have one or two, like a Marvel film a year um, that sets off the kind of the next phase of what they do on their Disney Plus um, films. Yep. They but, talked about this all pre-COVID, that they yeah. were going to do the major universe building on Disney Plus, 
like the the real yeah. like big storytelling and then the 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 final episode was going to be a film kind of thing where they right. you had to go both places to get the whole picture yeah so um so i think that they're kind of going back to that mo- that post-pandemic model will be what we kind of thought it would be about this time so yeah um it's just nice to see that there should be some dedicated theatrical films now for what this really affects theater owners and operators right now is that there probably will just not be as much over the 52 week calendar period as much product as there had been in the past which in some ways is good because it won't cannibalize each other but in some ways you know you want to refresh audiences have short attention spans and you want that constant refresh and there may be some some more ups and down weekends where you have really good weekends and then a few turd weekends where you're just in between product and yeah it depends on what your situation is too mm-hmm. if you're a six screen location you've got room now that there's less product right like you can make things work it probably refreshes screen, quickly you need three new releases every week yeah <laughs> you no. have to have that this will really affect the big guys the mm-hmm. the big megaplexes will be most affected by the lack of product i think anywhere from that four to eight screen size is probably not going to see a huge difference in in it unless they start limiting print counts and then we'll then the fight will be on and and that'll be a whole nother issue but um where we'll really see it is the above 12 10s and 12s and the really big complexes Mm -hmm. because you just won't be able to sustain five screens of wonder woman past the first couple weeks which is so funny to me because normally I think these studios only think about like the big cineplexes, especially yeah. only in LA and New York. So to hear the, a situation where it could affect those big guys more than the little guys, unless if, like you were saying, depending on the print count. But um, I don't know. It just kind of makes me laugh for some reason. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. No. But I mean, I hope they I hope it, it's a best of both worlds situation to where those theaters still can't do well with maybe fewer product. But right. it's just, I don't know, uh, ironic, I guess. that's how i feel about it no the future's got me concerned where the studios will use print counts to justify like not giving everybody a a print they'll they'll keep them small they'll say we don't want to spend money on hard drives we don't want to spend the money on this because we can put it just on streaming and save ourselves and so I, i i do worry about the number of prints that go out into the market Obviously, the big guys will be the big megaplexes will be so hungry for content they'll always get it first come first serve, yep. and so that'll be an issue. And then I really watching that how per capitas and the windowing goes when something starts out in the theater and then goes to streaming, and then they don't allow subrun theaters or dollar houses or that model to ha- to come in when it goes to streaming because I am seeing that a little bit mm-hmm. right now and I'm not making a huge deal about it because we're just in this pandemic and it and it is a fight where I'm just glad we have some product but yeah. that is going to be an issue. I don't see how you can keep it out of a theater if it's day and date streaming. I I, I think that there's going to be a real issue with that. Yeah, um and I do wonder with uh, studios specifically if they will start seeing issues on their side too. Like they're not seeing – I'm sure they'll be fine with the streaming numbers, but I'm wondering about the the, the theatrical numbers too because they're going to want their cake and eat it too, you know? Yeah. So I wonder if – You would think, but I'm seeing – I'm kind of seeing a little bit of the opposite, that if it 
opened in first run and then it goes a couple weeks later or day and date with streaming that they're not allowing it to go in certain spots and and so we're just going to keep a close eye on that yeah we have to at this point we just yeah. have no idea but it's I a mean, good guess though yeah what are we gonna how are we gonna fight that that's mm-hmm. gonna be that's gonna be the question do you think we're gonna find out about this i don't know maybe in the second half of 2021 or do you think this is gonna be a 2022 thing about what the... about this situation that we're talking about oh i'm definitely gonna it's we're definitely already, gonna come up in 2021 now yeah yeah no, this uh, it'll be it'll just come up more and more frequently mm-hmm. and yeah. be more of a fight and it'll it'll take um a lot more theaters being open for us to really get that situation nailed down. So um there's just too many unknown variables right now to for sure. to really watch it. And you don't want to yeah. you don't want to freak out and play all your cards right away. mm mm-hmm. Mhm on that but those are two areas the print counts and then that that um per capita issue and um competitive issue that i i think i'm i was hoping that things would be a little different but i see that being a problem down the road um so yeah dc wants more films that's awesome we'll we'll watch that model and i i i think there will always be movies in theaters it just won't be as many right then uh, we had some news, speaking of keeping with the Warner Brothers stuff, uh, Godzilla versus Khan. Do we have some news on that? Yeah, uh, Hollywood Reporter just dropped this today. Uh, they're saying that Legendary and Warner Bros., it seems like they're concluding their fight when it comes to the release of Godzilla versus Khan. It will be a day-and-day release still. I believe its release is still May 21st. Um, they're still fighting about Dune, though. It seems like Villeneuve is really trying to push... Villeneuve is the director of Dune. He's trying to push hard to make sure that's theatrical only and it seems like legendary really wants that too yeah um so that fight's still going to continue but at least with godzilla versus kong um it's not the answer that we were hoping for but it, it seems like it's now being confirmed that it will be day and day you know i thought for when warner brothers made their big announcement of their whole slate i thought they really only meant the first like three quarters of that slate and um I was really shocked when they had the December stuff on there because yeah. in, in my optimistic mind, I'm pr- I'm hoping that everything's back by by the uh, holiday corridor at the end mm-hmm. of this year. So, um, yeah, I can see why Legendary would still be fighting them on having Dune be exclusive theatrical because there's just too much contracts and back end stuff to make A it go day and date. As expensive as Godzilla versus Kong was, I bet. Yeah dune just towers over that oh yeah (laughs) yeah definitely and in may i i i don't think things are going to be back anywhere close to being able to not go day and date so that's a pretty safe bet and i i don't mind the day and date because it at least keeps it anchored on the release schedule at that point because of the flexibility so so that'll be good and um I, I didn't know about Godzilla versus Khan, I think. And I still got my, you know, I just don't know about Dune either. I don't know about these sci-fi movies. I'm a, I'm a little concerned that the audience isn't there for that anymore. So. But wouldn't it be nice if they were only in theaters? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. The, the Yeah, Warner Bros. might be disappointed, but. Yeah. Well, and, you know, to have the producers and the creative community on our side would be would be really ideal. I know that 
another thing in the news was that Sundance Film Festival was going virtual and that they postponed con because of not being able to have in-person screenings and they canceled the drive-in screenings for Sundance. So, I mean, even the awards and, and, uh, film festival circuit is being impacted by this right now. But what's interesting is that what we're hearing is that the creators don't like not having in-person screenings for things like film festivals and, um, and these, and some of these um, awards films. So like the awards films we're really going to see in February come out. Um, They're worried that the critics and the audiences who would vote for these things and buy these things at these um, events are not going to have as favorable of an opinion of the films because they're not in the right context to be screening them. That there's something about seeing some uh, film in a theater that you tend to be more favorable about it. Mm-hmm. And that, um, yeah. Also the amount of drinking and drugs that goes on at these things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll pay you that. Right. <laughs> but I, I think that by not having the in-person screenings, it cheapens the experience. And in your mind, you've devalued it to the point where you're like, I'm not going to pay millions of dollars for that film. Cause the, in my mind it's just a streaming film. Cause I've just streamed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think what we're going to see now is the repercussions, hopefully in the creative community a little bit by this, you know, it's one thing if you knew from the onset that your film was going to go to Netflix and not be screened anywhere and not make the film circuits and stuff. It's a whole nother when, when you're kind of being forced in that direction. So I am, I'm hoping that this just, helps ally them with the exhibitor community and that between creatives creatives and exhibitors we you know we have a strong block that keeps movies in theaters yeah um yeah i'm hoping that this only strengthens um them wanting their movies to be in theaters i mean there's always those occasions where you know, Netflix or Amazon, like, really drops money on a movie. And, of course, like, you know, these creators right. can't say no to that. But I think gen- generally, for the most part, they are looking at... Or they're Jordan Peele, and they don't care. <laughs> there she is. Yeah. Haven't She's heard that up. in a while. She's waking up. Waking up. <laughs> they can go be in the Jordan Peele group over there. The sure. ones that just don't give a you A you-know-what. flying what. F. A flying F. They just thumb their nose at the theaters. <laughs> But I do think the majority is on the side of theaters and not on right. the quote unquote Jordan Peele side, as yeah. Cody Ugh, is nicknamed. The Peels of the world. The Peels of the world. <laughs> yeah. But big fan, though. Love his work. Sure. Well, we're going <laughs> to peel back the curtain on this new website. Hey. Yay. Let's get to something better. Anyways, we'll follow that creator thing, too, because I mean, I think there is something there. You don't enjoy a film as much if you don't see it in the theater. Oh, yeah. So, website time, guys. We launched. We launched. <laughs> yes, the we did. new and approved Silver Screen Insider website. Yeah, it looks great. Um, only saw yeah. a few little hiccups, but as far as things go, it went way better than I oh, expected yeah. it when it came to the launch. They launched. Yeah. I drank. Yeah, <laughs> we did drink in the office. We had champagne. Ken especially. No, I'm kidding. I mean, we split a bottle was, between the I three s- of us. I still got a headache. <laughs> and then, and then I had a cocktail on top of that. <laughs> Snuck in a I got a headache coat. the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too old to be doing that. <laughs> we did. I was like, I'm not going to work today. <laughs> I'm going to work from home. 
migraine, huh? Quote unquote. Yeah. Should have read between the lines. I know. <laughs> well, you didn't have the additional cocktails. And then I had some at home too. So that probably didn't help either. No, definitely not. It was just, I was like the accumulation of, um, like two years worth of work. Like we had started with um, a marketing company and our concepts and our ideas to really flesh out this project in 2019 when Eric was still with us. We went to all these meetings and then we were in development when COVID hit and we had to postpone everything. And so, you know, after the mark, after the industry kind of like settled out and we kind of had a better idea of where things were going or we thought we did, we, we, pulled the trigger again on development trying to get it done by the end of the year and and it's been a, just a long process but we're super excited it's up and running uh kyle said there were a few little glitches but i think we've gotten all figured out now yeah um i think so too generally speaking like everything on the side is running smoothly and um yeah. aside from a few small things like every, it seems like everyone's working with the site very well yep it, exactly as we hoped for because we wanted to be more user-friendly we wanted to be more um insightful more data-driven and it seems like that um feedback has been pretty good so far so um yeah we're just going to continue with this uh new website and we're hoping to add more things along the way but as a launch and for waiting two years despite everything that's oh. going on like we're really happy for this yep. and we're hoping that you know, it helps theaters regardless of if there's a pandemic or just normal circumstances. Right. So some of the things you'll see on it, if you haven't got on already, is um, we're trying to track critic scores now. So we're mm -hmm. looking at Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, um, even cinema scores, uh, you know, po the post scores. And then we take all that into consideration and we create a SSI score what we in the office call our butts and seats score. <laughs> and Patent pending. Yeah. <laughs> trademarked no. <laughs> and um and this score really reflects the <laughs> <laughs> score really reflects how we feel the film will is responding to audiences so is it bringing people to your theater is this a film that people want to see in the theater is this something that had good word of mouth the stronger the the butts and seats score to 10 the better the film was in theaters so um, so sometimes you'll see some pretty critically acclaimed films that'll get some uh, high Rotten Tomatoes score, like in the 80s or 90s, but it'll have a low SSI butts and seats score. Because let's be honest, nobody wants to go see that in the theater. Maybe so some of us do. Some of you do, but in the reality is most theaters, that's not packing in the audiences. Right. And that's kind of, you know. We want big audiences, big concession yeah. sales, repeat customers. Right. That's what we're looking and for with this score. But we're not going to just pick just franchise films because, you know, it's while those always do bring in a lot of people, we're really trying to narrow down on those films like Crudes or um, Sonic, the ones that were really, that were maybe not as critically as acclaimed, but actually just kept bringing families back and stuff. So we're, we're trying to look for those kind of quiet sleeper hits that might surprise you. Um, I know for like our clients, let him go brought in quite a few and that would have yep. got earned them a higher butts and seats score for mm. that. So Bis. Bis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're really excited to kind of um, develop that further and, and add some more nuance and some more context to the, to the critic scores. So, and so um, 
that's a new option comp films that was really fun i had to go and add a bunch of uh, films like that were comparable comparisons to um comparable comparisons yeah, comparable comparisons pat and pending, <laughs> pat pending. Right. picture being locked in an office <laughs> with your significant other and having that significant other with her new website no sense of humor asking you what is a movie that goes know, super stressed out that compares with this Having a few drinks and not appreciating any humor in that moment. No humor at all. <laughs> so that was fun. It was yeah. also fun to hear from outside the door, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was interesting later that evening. Oh, don't think that Kyle got out of that. I was like on him too. I'm like, Kyle, what is the movie for this one that you would compare? And poor Drew here in the office, a senior partner, he got roped into it too. So we all, all were giving opinions. Surprisingly, and, I think he had the most fun. <laughs> I think he did too, in fact. I don't know. I loved watching your hair fall out when you're like, what? what's a good comp film for Jungle Cruise? Yeah. And Kyle and I are both like, yeah, Skyscraper, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's in both of them. That makes sense. <laughs> Because it, it's not just who's in the film. Like, you can compare other Tom Cruise films with Tom Cruise films, but it's also the genre of film, you know, and the... Directors, the, supporting yeah, actors. Yeah, all of that. You have to take all that into consideration. So, you know, we tried to have at least two comp films. Um, sometimes we could only come up with one. And sometimes... The industry shut down. It's not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you want to have them be relevant, too. We could yeah. come up with so many comp films from, like, the 80s and 90s, but that's not going to help us oh, you for guys, today. You guys really nailed that. Meanwhile, I'm like, guys, five... It's like five years ago. I know. <laughs> not 25 there's, or 50. There's a shark in this movie? Jaws. Jaws it is. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, that's a good comp film. Guys, the box office numbers are so... I know. Big difference. Sometimes when you're when it's a remake, though, what what I can't remember the one that Pinocchio was, was a difficult one. Yeah, Pinocchio. We couldn't nail down the new Italian Pinocchio. Well, in my mind, the the nearest comp to the new Italian Pinocchio from Roadside was a French Beauty and the Beast film that was a live action, same tone, same PG thirteen dark drama, but it didn't play in the US, so he couldn't comp it. So I, cause I was not finding it anywhere. I'm like, why am I not finding this film? I know I've seen it. I would just compare it to that thing you pick up behind your dog with a plastic baggie. Oh, Ken. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch a dubbed film. It's not nineteen seventy four. Come on. Well, some people want to watch it. Only the French do. I booked apparently. it and it gross so there. So, yeah, take that, yeah. Ken. Yeah. I guess. Pinocchio has a, fr- a cricket friend, and he smokes cigars and gets in trouble, and that's the only Pinocchio I care about. <laughs> Good old Pinocchio. classic children's it's content stuck right in there. Stuck in a whale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what kids are clamoring for. Yeah. I can't wait for the remake of that, because I really hope that it's exactly like what he just said. It's just <laughs> Jiminy Cricket smoking a cigar. Come on. That's great for kids. We'll have Tim Burton remake it like all the others, yeah. and it probably will be. Yeah. Just as depressing as Dumbo was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, and I think the biggest change to the website that we have noticed has been wonderful is the new My Account section. You can go, you can upgrade your account, um, you can pay your account right there, you can see past due invoices, and... Um, yeah, it's it's been awesome. I think that's been the most utilized in the last in the last couple of days. Yeah, for sure. And it just goes back to us wanting to be a lot more user friendly and leave, not having people so in the dark about like how 
their payment plan or what their, the structure of their payment plan is or mm-hmm. how far along they are in that process. So yeah, again, we just want what this card to be... they have on file. How do I update my credit card yeah. if it's expired? I mean, we didn't really have an easy solution for that before. We had to do a lot of things manually on the back end, but now you can go in yourself and update everything and see it all. So it's been, so, we're so excited to, and I know more people will get to experience it. The problem is you usually check out the site when there's actually product coming out. So I think a lot of people will get a good taste of it next week when Marksman comes out because they're going to need materials for Marksman. So yeah, definitely. Which of course are available at silverscreeninsider.com. Yes. Log in, check out the movie database, new and improved. There's three views now. You can Mm -hmm. view it by release. You can view it by studio and you can view it by calendar view now. You also stand across the room and view it (laughs) because the images are such high resolution. Up close in a chair, far away. (laughs) You can view it on your phone. From the window outside the office. I'm using the website <laughs> on my iPad. Nice. <laughs> All of that is supported. Sponsored by yeah, iPad. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what the heck? Let the people know, huh? <sighs> no. And you got to go see our beautiful faces. And we're going to have more fun th- things with the podcast. And we just launched our podcast page on Facebook today. Yep. Off the Break Podcast is on Facebook. Because we realized we're like, oh, we don't have a Facebook page for that. So we're on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yes. yes. Yes, we are. Sorry. Yes, Kyle. Did you see the <laughs> caption Cody put underneath your picture? The I have new not. On the About Us page? On Ooh. the About Us page? I have not. Go check it out, Mr. Yeah, I, got I my showed iPad. you. Are we checking it out right now? Yeah. yeah. Let's see this. All right. All right. No, the, your new description on, on your the bio. About Us page? Okay. Yeah. What do we got here? I'm so nerd. Oh, no. Yeah, you've shown me I this. I did show yeah, you. Yeah, you did show me this. Yeah. Kyle Bruster, movie lover, popcorn hater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Media manager for I'm Aaron SSI. Kyle. I'm, I'm, Godless <laughs> Savage. Yeah, I'm Aaron Ky- uh, Kyle's Dirty Laundry. He does not like popcorn people. I do not. Shameful secret. I, I feel know. like we have to it's be not honest. A secret. It's on this podcast. <laughs> We've got to be honest with our listeners. He does not like popcorn. I'm sorry. I, I will have a lot of other concessions, but popcorn I can't do. You look at that handsome face. He looks so trusting. And then you come to find out, backstab, he doesn't like popcorn. It's only handsome in the picture, though. I, I, I'm also a backstabber by being ugly in real life so <laughs> isn't that a front stabber then <laughs> stabbing you with Honestly, my I, eyes yeah. out. in the my, front and the back my eyes my <laughs> eyes <laughs> all yeah. right you ready to wrap this bad boy up i am yeah all right we went over everything all right uh so everyone welcome to 2021 and thank you for listening to another episode of this podcast uh again check out the new website silverscreeninsider.com if, mm-hmm. for if you're a movie theater owner or manager and you need all the upcoming release information and marketing materials we got you covered there and also check our podcast out on all the podcast platforms and over at facebook we have a facebook page and now instagram. Check and us instagram out. yes i don't know why i keep forgetting instagram but we do have that too we do yeah we'll be posting a lot more podcasts fun behind the scenes things yeah. i think we're going to do before and after pictures of our studio because we are going to in the, be in the process of upgrading the studio this year so we're gonna have behind the scenes we're gonna talk about some our equipment and how you could get set up for the theater with your own podcasts and yeah so we're we're excited we're gonna take off the break podcast to new places this year love it can't wait for that <laughs> all right hey, put down your quarantini we're not finished yet okay <laughs> wait a couple of minutes until it's a friday <laughs>
Friday. Friday. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.